0: guys welcome back to skincare anarchy this is ekta and i am so excited because we have such a wonderful guest today um i have really been doing a deep dive into tiktok lately all of you know that i'm not the biggest social media person so (laughs) with a few people i do find on there i am obsessed with and our our guest today is definitely one of them because of her amazing work and her just you know true method of teaching people rather than just talking at people so without further ado I want to introduce you guys to Amanda Hill who is um, a TikTok beauty educator and the curator behind the fusion method so welcome to the show Amanda I'm so excited to host you
1: well hi Ekta I'm actually really excited to be here so thanks for having me
0: Oh, no, it's such an honor to host you, and I love um, what you've created, and I love your approach, and I can't wait to dive into the fusion method, actually, but I really want to get the interview started by talking about you and your background and just everything that really led up to you, you know, going this direction with your career, if you could kind of walk us down memory lane. Sure.
1: Okay. So... I launched kind of my little section or little corner of the beauty industry back in 2010 mm-hmm. when I opened up a salon and a boutique. So basically what I did in there was I I was the MUA. I did the makeup for weddings, events, you know, the usual MUA stuff. And then I ran the day to day. But I kind of I I loved working with clients and I loved doing their makeup and being part of that moment for them. But it was kind of an interesting career in the aspect of working with so many women. One of the things that was kind of a common thing that every woman would say was, and I'm sure this is the same for probably any freelance MUA, but they always wanted to say stuff like, I wish I could do this at home. I wish I, I wish I looked like this all the time. Right. I mean, it's, we always do but it's not. Yeah. (laughs) We always want to feel good. And I, I loved that aspect of being able to be part of it with them. But I think at the core, the bottom for me, like I really wanted the opportunity to be able to like educate women. So I did start, um, like teaching makeup classes for just kind of the everyday woman. So it was kind of something that I did like once or twice a month we would have women come in and and we would teach classes to kind of just help women feel like they could accomplish this. I mean, obviously we're not doing wedding makeup every day, but just the, the stuff that would help women to feel really confident. And inherently we feel like women should know that, but I don't always think that's the case. Um, I think we don't always know how to make it perfect and I think it can be overwhelming. So I wanted it to kind of be easy. And then the way it kind of transitioned for me was like in 1999 i got um an offer i'm sorry yeah before before 2020 sorry yeah. 2019 i got an offer to sell the salon and i took it it was like late in in the year and by 2020 i had sold the salon and was completely educating online and working more on instagram at the time I wasn't really part of TikTok at that point, but I did kind of transition into that a little bit later. But what I felt like I was kind of noticing more than anything was that there was kind of a lack of functional education for the everyday woman. There was so many great tips and tricks and things to do, but like a functional how to get from A to B in a full application seemed to be something that, in my opinion, was lacking. And that was kind of where I wanted to pick up the space, like pick up that white space and develop something a little bit more educational-based and a little bit more achievable.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that you said that because you're so on point with that I am definitely one of those people that was always like watching these like you know influencers or beauty gurus on YouTube and I was like that is not I like I can't relate to you like I can't <laughs> walk out of my house my home with like a full beat you know what I mean and just go on about my day and just pretend like there isn't like a pound of makeup on my face you know I just couldn't I couldn't do it so it was always like oh, such huh. a struggle finding people like yourself who were like actually teaching real techniques that were usable every single day so I, I hear you there like that's a solid white space in this industry I feel like
1: I do. And I, I respect, and there are so many professional MUAs and like the beautiful tips and tricks that they can give are fantastic. But I just feel like in, in real life, the majority of us aren't, are not wanting that. And so I wanted to just, yeah, like create a way for women to, know how they could do something without being told like, oh, this is the product that you have to buy. Like, this is the only, you know, like this is my tip and this is the product. And I wanted it to be kind of an A to B sort of situation. And that really did, that's kind of what led to the beginning of where I am today, but kind of the, I kind of just fell down a rabbit hole of like researching, um, about the face and researching kind of about, makeup products and opacity levels. And, you know, I I don't know if anybody else relates to that, but I just, I kind of get in a bit of a, like hyper-focused on things sometimes when I'm, when I think something's so incredibly interesting and I'll definitely build off of that.
0: No, I love that though. That's like, I feel like that's like where real education like starts. And that's where like the knowledge is in terms of like, you know, being able to not only learn for yourself, but then also relay that information. I mean, I remember when I had spoken to my first makeup like professional makeup artist interview was ray morris and she is like you know huge oh, I love her. an icon right and so i spoke to her when i was speaking to her she actually um said very something very similar in her own way where she said that i was trained by a blind man and the reason she was she's or not not blind but he was colorblind and he could only see in black and white and she was like and so i was trained to follow shadows and highlights and so you know when i like just from that initial experience like now where we are now like and you know as i've learned from you know individuals it's just yourself and ray like i realized that there is this huge level of understanding that has to go behind the purpose of truly good makeup you know what i mean and good technique yes and, and understanding the facial structure understanding the bone structure and and working with that you know so there's so much like, that's, that's an area or a niche, you could say, that I feel like very few people have been able to clarify to the audience and the con- normal consumer. So that's where I'm I'm very intrigued, like, you know, by what you do and like, you know, your approach. And, and I really want us to actually dive in because I know that you've, like we said in the beginning of the interview, we, um you know, mentioned your your technique, which is trademarked. And I would love for us to talk about that, you know, in terms of like why you trademarked it and, you know, where did the fusion method really begin? you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, obviously for like the everyday woman, it could probably, it could be a little bit overwhelming if you weren't that like super excited about anatomy and, you know, all that sort of thing. So I really wanted to take what I had discovered and bring it down to being a little bit, and I don't want to say discovered because like, I'm not a scientist by any means, but what I had learned, I should say, um, and bring it down to kind of being something that was very easily digestible for the everyday woman, because I feel like The majority of the complaints when I worked with my clientele and when I was working on women for events was a pretty common denominator of most women hating makeup texture and being so distraught by their makeup settling their concealer, like creasing into their fine lines and just feeling like it just kind of made things look older. which I totally relate to as especially as I was getting older and seeing things that I used to do on myself, not working anymore. And I felt like it was kind of more of like, well, there has to be an answer to this. It's not just somebody's prettier than I am or has better skin than I do. Like there's, there's something more to it. And if we, as women can kind of like understand our own faces, then the only important thing is that we are good at our face. Unless you're planning to be a pro MUA, you only need to master your own face. And that's really what I wanted to get out to women. And I really wanted women to be able to feel confident and comfortable doing. And so that's where I took the the things that I learned and kind of brought them into one, one collaboration of hints and tricks, making it simple from A to B
0: right no that makes so much sense and I and I completely you know I think the the interesting part is that we as women are so prone to look at other women and their facial structures and think like okay I should look like that and then hence yeah you know then we have the contour people come in you know what I mean and then we have yes. all these like techniques that are just like I and I always wonder you know Amanda I always wonder like you know we don't all need a contour right like we don't all need no. to be contouring yeah so that that's that's no, no. like and that's where I, I find like what you're doing to be so important because I feel like that needs to go out there like this message like needs to really resonate with women out there and you know everyone listening Amanda and I were talking like right before the episode started about this bright new filter on TikTok which I know a lot of (laughs) you've probably seen already but it's that super glam like you know filter that doesn't even look like a filter and you know one of the biggest things I noticed Amanda about it was that it makes everyone look like they're um like from the Middle East like in terms of bone structure like it makes you look because of the bone structure and I'm just like sitting here and I'm looking at it and from this perspective of like a a surgeon I'm like okay this makes no sense because (laughs) we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't all have this bone structure. You know what I mean? Like we can't, our contour's not going to sit like that. Our blush is not going to sit like that. So I want to get your perspective on all of that. And in, in terms of like women's perception of what their bone structure should look like and what you've come across or any insights that you have or observations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just for clarification on my channels and in all my education, I do not use any filters and I don't edit. Um, I just try to use natural light just so that women can really see what it looks like. Um, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they were bamboozled or lied to in any way. So, and I do think that that's kind of what happens with the filters. Um, They're getting so good that I think, the majority of everyday people, most of the time, don't even realize that somebody, their favorite influencer or somebody that they're following actually has a filter on. And then it's like almost shocking in real life when you are talking to somebody and you see all this makeup on their face and you see all that texture. Or they, they also relate that to themselves when they're just like, why am I not? what like what's wrong with my under eyes why do I put this concealer on that I saw 17 other influencers use and on me I just look like I'm a wrinkled old hag you know like I just feel like it it doesn't bode well and I that's just not how I want women to feel about their makeup
0: 100% oh my gosh I love that you said that because honestly like I will lie to you, you know, like get co- coming into my thirties. Like I'm now 36. Like I definitely felt that transition happen, you know, like around like mid thirties, like you definitely start to see your face change. Like the lines, like for example, for me, like under my eyes, like, I'll just tell you like you yeah. know, my own example. Um, you know, I never had creasing of concealer under my eyes, but then I started to notice like, this is a problem that's, like it's starting to develop for me, you know? And it's like, not even like the fact that it was a problem, it was more of like this weirdness of kind of um, unlearning some of those like, you know, tricks that i had learned through youtube or whatever about like just a you know piling on concealer it was like relearning a different method and understanding that you don't need all of that extra you don't need that to brighten your under eyes you know so i yeah. i completely understand where you're coming from where it's like this you know we have to really um put more time into making like the reality come to life for a lot of women in terms of what you can achieve and how to achieve it, you know. So with that being said, Amanda, I would love for you to kind of dive into some of the, I guess, some of your most popular um, tips and tricks that you've um, found to resonate with your audience, you know, if you could share those with us.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the fusion method obviously is what I have been gaining the most traction for on TikTok, especially Um, that's where I really create most of my education for, but what really makes this like the way that I educate a little bit different than what I personally saw or was part of. Um, on the different platforms is because it, it's based more off of like our, in our anatomy of our faces. And meaning when I say that, what I, what I mean is that each of us, individually have two different zones on our faces and i like to kind of play the name of them would be like the active moving zone and then like the inactive moving zone or high muscle moving and low muscle moving those are the two terms that i use quite a bit in my education and if you really i mean we're all genetically like very very similar as far as like how a face is set up but what makes us a little bit different would be like genetics as far as like our skin types um you know just factors in age or whether we've had disport or if we get skin treatments like that will change us a little bit and that's why i say you really only want to focus on your own face and care about you because that's the only thing you need to really be good at but if you understand that you have these two different zones and you can identify them on your face then you could be able to use the right kind of products in those areas so that you do actually achieve an under eye that isn't going to crease and settle. And I'll have people fight me back and forth all the time. That'll be like, Well, it's just, it's normal for us to have texture and that it is, it is absolutely normal. But if you don't put a product like concealer, we'll just use that because that's like the most common makeup product out there. If you're not putting concealer under your eyes, then it's not going to crease in texture. But if you do, it's for sure going to be there. But if you use a product that has less opacity um, and there's a lot of different things out there of course I have my absolute favorite that is a hero product and I will go to my grave saying how great it is there if you use a product like that and you're actually applying something with less opacity in that area you can achieve an under eye that looks like your skin on its best day without having that creasing and texturing
0: That's so interesting. What is your Holy Grail product, if you don't mind me asking? (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So I use for under eyes, the color that I think is the only thing that really will help women is Demi. And it's Mm -hmm. basically, if I had to compare it to something, I would say like color correcting on steroids, because when you, when, you use a lot of traditional and and some color correcting will work for some women, but most of the products on the market are pretty limited to their colors, right? They have like, they have one color, right? They have like, they have a peach, a green, a yellow, and a purple or whatever. And that's basically it. But with this, this product, um, They have a formulation in which they've got so many different expansions of pigment levels um, that you really can filter away versus correct. And when we're correcting, we're just kind of bringing it to a neutral point and then bringing in like a concealer on top of it, which I'm sure you've seen lots of videos like that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but this product, you don't do that. You don't have to do that. Like you can get the right pigment of color for that right dark circle that you had that spot or whatever, and it will filter it away to just look like your skin on its best day. Not that your skin has anything on it. It just filters that area because it has so much, Higher levels of pigment and different levels, like there's like orange one, orange three, orange five, you know so there's different levels so that we can fit anybody from middle Eastern to our palest of pale girls like myself you know there's there's so much you can do
0: yeah, no, that's really interesting what you said about the correcting part of it because I remember when like you remember what the red? Went viral, like everyone was painting their face red <laughs> and then putting foundation on, and there's a lot of a lot of my women of color, you know. Um- out there I know you guys can relate I never did that guys I I like was scared to do it Amanda like I was like I'm gonna be the one that looks like like a baboon at the end of the day because I'm You're going like, to it's just- not
1: gonna work out
0: <laughs> right like I was so scared I'm like I'm gonna have red patches everywhere and I feel like I remember when the color correcting thing just blew up like on the internet and it was like this yeah genuine hype around this like overdoing it right and I feel like we as like as an industry like the beauty industry i feel like sometimes that happens in this industry is that we we catch on to something awesome and we just go crazy with it which is fine you know it's cool to experiment but again you know you have to come back to reality and you have to find a balance and i think that's where like for me, like you're so unique because that balance that you're you're trying to teach your audience to achieve is something that I do not see people doing, and I feel like, with, especially with something like color correction, because like I said, a lot of women with color, um, you know, more melanin rich skin types, we have a lot of hyperpigmentation issues, and. oftentimes you find yourself in a situation where you're putting so much product on before even like concealer or foundation that it just naturally looks cakey so I would love for you to like kind of tell us a little bit about that if you could about in terms of like if you do have hyperpigmentation right and like you want to like spot correct or something like what is like your like biggest tip um for something like that
1: Well, I mean, for that type of thing, again, I'm going to come back to this same, this same product and you can do it with other brands, you know, like I know elf has, um, a really good, or they've got a, a color correcting palette and stuff out there, but it's kind of one of those things that like, if they don't have the right shade to correct that area for you, then you probably won't get it to be exactly, um, filtered versus like the neutralized effect. But if you if you kind of understand color theory and you understand color correcting a little bit, looking at a color will, like some of the stuff that we have been, you know, kind of learned throughout the years in in the beauty industry isn't always correct as far as like what that color actually is. And most of the time, if we're generally speaking about, um, like sunspots or hyperpigmentation, things like that, even though we look at it and initially be like, oh, it's brown, right? It, yeah. Most of the time, that the undertone of that is murky, muddy, which is actually kind of a green undertone. So you really do want to work with something that would have more of a red aspect in it. Um, and that's why I say getting into a product like the Demi, um, where you've got more color pigment options, that's when you can truly correct. That's true correction, not neutralizing. Um, and I, I'm not a fan of layers. And so I try to help women when I'm teaching with this fusion method. And when we talk about the different zones of our faces, it's. That way, you know what products can go into those zones so that you don't have to layer. You can avoid that happening and get that truly undetectable makeup look.
0: Right, right. No, that makes sense. And I'll, also, I love what you said about the the brown with the underlying, you know, the green in it, because I've definitely noticed that. And that really um, prompts me to ask you, because for me, um, I know that when all of these foundations, you know, uh, thank you, by the way, Rihanna, for introducing (laughs) the 50 shades, you know, I, that's iconic Mm. as always, but my, one of my biggest problems was that, or I guess revelations was that I was a neutral undertone and I did never knew that. I never knew that because I would look at my skin and I would be like, no, I have like naturally rosy cheeks, you know? So I always thought, maybe I'm more of like a peachy or like a cool undertone but then when I discovered that you know I was trying these cool undertones and they were just not matching me it made me really reevaluate. like what is truly an undertone you know what is that and what does it really mean to be a neutral undertone and so I would love um, to get your advice about you know color matching for example foundation or concealer like what is your hack for you know really getting that right color and that right shade
1: Okay. So when it comes to like the, the fusion method in and of itself and the way that I educate, I did say before that I have like my hero products that I love on it and Mm -hmm. I want women to, but the way that I wanted this education to be was so that, you, you felt really confident in knowing what type of products you could use in those different areas so that you could pick stuff that you liked to work with. Um, but when, with my hero products and the stuff that I love, like I will actually help women, um, pick their shades. Like I offer a free virtual color consultation. Um, and that's just with working like with the, the products that I love and, you know, correct or love into. And- the most but I think you really kind of just want to be able to go in and if you if you have the opportunity to go into Sephora or into Ulta places like that where you can test and try product I don't be afraid to do that I mean and I I don't know that I love always working with like a rep if I'm in there but I think that just messing with the colors and really looking at your face, once you understand those two different zones, you're going to get a much better like grounding on what you can use and what actually works there and not being so like honed in on being like, I have to put a foundation all over my face um, because I don't think you do. And that's why I teach the way that I teach so that you can actually be able to uh, get that undetectable look knowing that, okay, this is the type of product I should put here. And over here, I can actually use this type of product. And that just gives women the freedom to to, to use those and to try those.
0: That makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I love that you have a consultation. So everyone listening, make sure that you- um... <laughs> Uh, Make sure you look at all of our tags for this concept art, by the way, because I'm going to be tagging everything. So yeah, that's awesome, though. I love that you do that, because honestly, I kid you not. I mean, you know, all the love to the Sephora employees. Love you guys. I know you're hardworking individuals, but Hey man, you guys have never matched me correctly. So, at the end of the day, you know, I got to say, you know, I think that the consultation is definitely the way to go for a lot of us because I mean, you know, it's very very difficult and especially now, right? I mean, we've got so many foundations, uh brands and, you know, different like companies coming out with like not just 50 but like 70, 90 shades and it's like Oh my gosh! You know it's it's crazy, and I often find myself same in the same boat I was in when I it was it was like 2001 or 2002, like going to the drugstore and like you know having to buy two or three different foundations, you know, to really mix and match. And as much as we demonize that now, I kind of you know, I kind of see a purpose to it, if I'm honest with you, you know, because yeah, c- going back to what you said, where it's like the high functioning um, areas of your face versus the not, like, it kind of makes sense, because I would, um I was doing that naturally, I realized, you know, like, in terms of like, putting a little bit, like, on the top of my nose, or like, a little bit on my forehead, versus like, exactly. You know, like- like that kind of thing so it's like I feel like this this thing of like just one shade for everything is like almost deceiving in, in a lot of ways for a lot of beauty consumers and so I would love to get like your insight in you know if we really want to utilize this method um, um, of what you had mentioned you know what are some like I guess product types or categories that we should gravitate towards when we're like looking at creating you know like a new makeup routine okay. for ourselves yeah
1: yeah. Okay. So if we're looking at our face and we're, and we're saying we've got the two different zones. So if we're yeah. talking the, the most difficult one to work with would be your active moving zone, which would be our high muscle moving zone. Mm-hmm. And I refer to these mostly around, okay. So you've got your, your eyes and around your mouth and ironically enough, and this is kind of one of the things that gets people all up in a uproars when I talk about this and in a good way, because I just don't think they've ever really thought about it this way but around your eye and around your mouth, the muscle movement is very much a sphincter muscle. And we know how that works, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it, it moves circumventually. And so that's how your eyes and your mouth close. And that muscle in and of itself is a very high active moving muscle. So if we were to put a full coverage or a concealer in those areas, it's inevitable with age, maybe when you're 20. And like you said before, you were, you didn't notice problems when you were young, right? We've just got really tight, supple, like lovely young skin and you don't notice it as much, but as you age, that skin is going to thin and it also loses a lot of its elasticity. It just, it's just not as great. So when you combine it with that muscle and you put products that are that high of opacity, meaning they're heavy, no light gets through them, they're deemed in the normal terms of full coverage, that type of stuff will settle because it doesn't, the muscle, I mean, the skin doesn't support that based off of the muscle movement. So you want to go with products that are again, lighter in that area. So I prefer if we're using kind of around like the nose mouth area, I am all on board with the trend of skin serums and I don't think they're a trend. I think they're here to stay and they're going to gain a ton of traction because it's the perfect combination of less opacity and it meets a skin care product. So you're, you know, you're getting the element of skin care. So if, if skin is always front and center, It's always going to be a prettier, natural enhancement of you than it is if we're trying to fake a skin with like a full coverage foundation. We're trying to look like this Barbie skin or whatever. Right. Right. So, so, yeah. So I, I think a serum is the best in that option. And then around the eyes, I would use something more like the Demi or um. and the name is like slipping my mind now, but I've seen it multiple times. There's like a, I want to say it's like peachy power or something. It's like some under eye serum. It's a beautiful product as well. I've seen it on several things. So it's something that is going to be more of a, skin on its best day less opacity so that you're getting that sheerness coming through and that light weight is more tolerated or supported on that type of muscle movement
0: right that makes sense that makes a lot of sense actually because yeah you're right like the muscle fibers like as for everyone listening as amanda mentioned like around your eyes and your mouth like they're in yeah they're like going in a circle around that area so like amanda do you recommend that when we're applying we should also apply like in the direction of those muscle fibers or does that even matter
1: um well you'll you can kind of see where you have your creasing and your natural like settlement of lines because again that that will vary from us from face to face just depending on I don't know. Do you get Botox? Do you get Morpheus eight treatments? You know, like how, how much Mm -hmm. effort you're putting into your skincare is also going to be a really relevant point into how that looks and settles. But if you're using a product where um, we're targeting more of just like the excess darkness. So instead of thinking of our under eyes of needing to have like a full product put all over it, if you're targeting just the small little areas that are like distracting you from the rest of it, you'll end up with a better finish in the end. Like something that looks more natural, that sits more natural and just is more of an enhancement of you versus like something that is going to 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 inevitably get that texture and that creasing happening
0: yeah that makes sense no it makes a lot of sense and also like I love that you mentioned those serums because I hear you on those I mean they're like literally life-saving for a lot of times for me like um you know if I'm yeah. in a rush in the morning like I will quickly put on you know something like um, I know Victoria Beckham has this beautiful product. Like I've been obsessed with it since it came out Is her. Um, it's like the fusion between the Augustinus Botter skincare and her um, tint. And I just put that all yes. over and I'm like, I'm good to go. <laughs> like, you yeah. Know?
1: yeah. And I think that they are like, it's the serum versus like a BB cream or a CC cream, yeah. I think is still a better option because it is skincare focused where like a BB cream or a CC cream is still like, like their, their base is still like a moisturizer and a foundation. Um, But it's, it's different when you get into the serums because they're more of a blur or a veil. And so it's not that you would like lose your skin altogether. It just is going to kind of blur it in areas that you maybe want to like balance it a little bit more, but you end up with still your skin showing through. So you you're like, you still feel like you you don't feel like you have pounds of makeup on and you just have that texture. You're just, it's just a lot more natural. And I that's why I love them. So I would use that more in that center of your face or the muzzle of your face, whatever you kind of want to call it there. But those will sit a lot better. And you can use products that are more in the opacity level. Like once you're out past that area into the low muscle moving, where it's just more meaty, you have less texture, less creasing. Um, there you, if you scrunch your face, you go stand and you like stand in front of a mirror and make faces at yourself. (laughs) If you go scrunch it, like you can see where those are less muscle moving and, and higher. And that way you can kind of decide and where you can kind of, Put in a product that can tolerate, you know, less muscle moving there. So you can go with something heavier. You can use contours if you like them. You can use heavier, you can use bronzers. You could use foundation there because it's not going to show texture or crease in that area.
0: Right, right. No, it makes sense. And, and, you know, um, another thing I wanted to ask you was also like how you feel about like, for example, cream versus like liquids in terms of um, what we should use for more mature skin, you know, like, what are your recommendations for, you know, somebody like my age, you know what I mean? If you're starting to see those lines come in, you're starting to see your pores get larger, you know, do you prefer cream versus another or do you, I mean, you yeah. have a preference? Yeah. So
1: this, I mean, it's obviously an age old debate. There's everybody's going to say something different. Um, but I, I'm going to speak just for myself and for the clients that I get to work with and that I know love their makeup. I would say cream. Um, I think that any makeup that sets, which would be a liquid, I know, and a lot of people get confused because they're like, well, it's, it's a creamy liquid. So isn't it a cream, but no, it's not. Cause it sets. And when those like our like foundations are like hard setting like that, it just doesn't give any type of breathability really to the skin. And it tends to settle down where it just, it looks, uh, what's the word I want. I like, it looks fake versus like something that looks like your actual skin and is, I think you should always be the one wearing makeup, not the makeup wearing you sort of situation. So I, I think cream is going to hands down always be the best option because it does have that movability. It's more of a, more of a mask on the face where it just breathes and has a fluid, a fluidness to it that just, ends up moving with your face than something that hard sets or dries yeah. down
0: that makes sense because I I remember like um one of my favorite personal products is the one that Dennis Merix came out with the yummy Bomb. I love that yeah. one because it's like it's cream and it just yeah it like those kind of products to me like they always they always look the best too like throughout the day yeah. like and, and I always wonder like you know is it like I don't know is it the formula because I know that with a lot of like for example melanin rich skin one of our biggest issues is like oiliness and so like throughout the day um I've noticed that when I use like liquid foundations like my oiliness is way worse for some reason uh as compared to cream I mean I don't really know why but you know
1: well it'll come down to formulations of products and I mean but at the end of the day like all my message, all I really want women to do is to like feel their best in whatever makes them, you know, walk out into the world and be like, damn, I'm so pretty. Like, that's how I want women to just feel all the time. And that's really why I wanted the education that I was doing with the fusion method to be not so much about exactly what products to use, but knowing what products to, can be used in those areas so mm-hmm. that you were able to accomplish it in whatever level you know, you want it. So if you feel like liquid is your best friend, and you look the best in it, then fantastic. But liquid should be used in the areas of low muscle moving. And that's where it's tolerated best. But if you put that around your mouth, it's not going to be tolerated as good. So that's kind of where the formulation of this method came in so that women could feel that. And then I'll educate with the like my hero products, like I said, the stuff that I color match for and that I'll I'll do consultations for but I wanted the education at the end of the day to be giving you the power to to be beautiful and to feel beautiful without being told this is exactly what you need
0: exactly oh gosh I love that I love everything about that that's so real and that's so true and I can't tell you how important that message is for just women of all ages at this point because Like this idea of just, you know, copying an influencer or just copying another person, like it's not logical, you know, like we need to figure out like what is it that our skin needs and what is it that our you know, makeup needs are, you know, some of us go out, like, for example, I work at a hospital, you know what I mean? I can't walk in, like I said, with a full beat, you know, I can't, that doesn't make <laughs> me feel beautiful, make me feel beautiful. Like it makes me no. feel like well you know? And so, but for other women, that might be their style because they're going out somewhere really nice every day and they're going, you know, are fancy. So I hear you. Like, I think that that is like such a solid and important message. And I love that you stand behind that because there's not enough women, like, especially like, when it comes to like having such an influence as yourself, like that are really talking about this, right? Like, I mean, I've, I see a lot of uh, creators and influencers, you could say, um, uh, you know, they'll be out there and they'll say stuff like, well, you know, this is perfect or this is the product that you need or, you know, I really love this product. But it's like, where are the people that are saying, this is the technique, this is the way yeah. that you should approach your makeup I mean, that's where I'm like, you know, just blown away with what you're doing, because it's like finally somebody who gets it, you know, like women are we don't need more people talking at us. We need people talking with us and, you know, walking us through what it is that is going to, like you said, make us feel beautiful, make us feel like we accomplished something by the end of the, you know, the makeup session that we're doing. So, I I mean, I love it. I love I love everything you're doing.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Like, I just, I I feel like I'm pretty passionate about it. And I, I really do. I want women at the end of the day, no matter what it is, that is their, their product, their thing to really love it and to feel the best that they can feel. And as I said, like, if a full beat is your beat, then I support that. But if you're, you understand, like, Looking at your face in a different way, then you can still accomplish that full beat, but you're going to get even better results by not putting the full, you know, the products in the areas that they can't go, that they're not supported. And Mm. you'll walk out being like, okay, now my full beat is like a next level. Or if it's, if you're not a full beat, then we just have to use the right type of opacity for that level as well. And you'll be able to get it. And that's really what my education is about and how I really want to kind of just continue to grow my channels and to help
0: women. I love that. I really love that. And I, you know what? I have to ask you though, because this yeah. is a problem that I've seen for literally like 10 years now. And we have to address <laughs> it. We have to okay. address it now. And it's powder. okay. Okay. <laughs> to talk to us about powder and how we should be using powder when we should be using powder. <laughs> do we okay. need to be do- doing the baking technique? You know what I mean? No. Like all those kind of things.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, I never, like I said, I don't ever want to tell somebody like, don't ever do this. Like if she loves it, then whatever makes her feel good at the end of the day. But if I was like giving my best advice, my best education, like I would forgo powders. I really think that they are never going to accomplish what it is that you're going out to have accomplished they A powder does what a powder says it's going to do. It's going to soak up all the moisture, which I get for women that, you know, you're oily and you're like, but Amanda, like I, I'm just, I'm the most oily person ever. So how do I do this without powder? How do I accomplish my makeup? And I get it, but powder in and of itself, once it sucks that oil out, it just like, you kind of just become this like cemented statue. And it's just like, it just never looks good. And baking, I think, is on its way out. Um, But, you know, there's always going to be a generation, always going to be somebody that's going to continue to do it. But it is it is on its way out. You have much better options like use a blotting paper, use um, a mineral stone that rolls and soaks up your oil. Um, Any of those things are going to be much more of a beautiful look than this matte blotted like, it's, it's just not a good thing. I'm not into it.
0: Right. No, I, I agree with you. And I'm glad that you actually, like, set the record sh- straight on that for me, too, because <laughs> I, I was, like, I remember, like, when the whole baking thing became, I mean, maybe it was before, I know where it started, okay? I, I understand, like, the origins of it. But it's, like, the way it took off which just, like, oh, my God, like, I have tried every powder and this, this does not work for me. Like, you know, yeah. like, I... I literally couldn't get it to work Mm -hmm. and I was always like so frustrated because I was like maybe it's just the powder maybe it's not finely milled enough maybe it's not and you know that whole like experience really feeds into what you were saying right because it's like we have this like level of frustration that comes with trying to mimic other people and what works for them and like instead of making you feel beautiful that makes you feel incompetent at the end of the day because you feel like you're not getting like the same look that you know XYZ creator on you know Instagram or YouTube got And I hate that because as women, we have so many stressors as it is in our lives that like makeup shouldn't be one of them, you know, makeup like. It should not, right? And it's like, it's exactly what you said. It's like, you should feel beautiful at the end of the day. You shouldn't be feeling like frustrated and stressed out because your makeup isn't doing, you know, X, Y, Z. So I want to like kind of round out the episode, Amanda, and I really want to get your genuine advice for all of our female listeners out there that are struggling with something like, you know, and we all do this, right, to some extent with body positivity. Like, I just want to get your, just your take on it, you know, in terms of like, what is a good way to approach ourselves and how to be kinder to ourselves, you know, as we look in the mirror and, you know, um, as we age and whatever it may be.
1: So, I mean, I I love that concept and I, I love where that goes for women, but I think it can also get really heavy too. Like we put a lot of emphasis on it that we're not good enough if we're not always loving everything about ourselves, but I don't So I don't want to take that away from anybody because I think there's always opportunity for us to improve, whether it's in education and whether it's in our personal life. And I don't think that that should ever be like diminished for somebody who wants to do things for herself um, in body positivity as well, whether that is like lots of workout plans, whether that's Botox or filler or things like that, because I think we sometimes make the pendulum swing way too far on one side and way too far on the other side. And we're just not in this like happy medium where it's okay to constantly wanting to be improving ourselves in all aspects of our life, but where it becomes toxic and it becomes bad is when we're like that's all we're so hyper focused on. And we we're not just kind of giving grace to some of those things as we age or as we develop, or and it's okay to change our mind on things too. And yeah. I think that women kind of just need to embrace that and not get too sucked up into it one way or another. If you can just try to kind of stay in that neutral standpoint where you're okay with like leaving space for development in any of those areas, I think is a good thing. Just don't become too overwhelmed with it one way or another.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually the most practical answer I've ever heard because that's (laughs) very, very true. I mean, honestly, it is like, I mean, that that you're being very real with us, and I love that. I mean, that just, you know, speaks to how authentic you are, because there's so many people that are like, yeah, love yourself 24-7, I'm sorry, but when I get up in the morning, I look like a puffer fish, I'm just not yeah, loving myself, and, you know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> And I don't think that, that's the thing, like, I feel like there's there's a lot of, like, it, you see the culture online all the time, where it's like, if I get filler, then everyone's going to attack me and be like, "Oh, well, you're fake. You're you're just like you're not supporting other women. You're always trying to transform yourself, age gracefully, like." Or else, if you don't do that and you grow your hair out gray, then everybody's telling you that you look so much older, and you would look ten years younger if you dyed it back to this color. And so there, it's you're never winning as a woman. We're never winning. So if you can just kind of forego that and walk the like leaving space to where it's like, whatever is okay for me, whatever I feel like I want to do to feel better about myself and in everything, not just the way we look, but the way that we treat people, the way that we interact with people, the way that we educate ourselves because like like watching listening to your podcast like i 've learned so many more things about beauty and skincare and chemist or chemistry with makeup like than I have anywhere else so if we 're constantly evolving and being okay with walking our own path and not getting too sucked into whatever works for somebody else it might not be the exact thing that should be for you so it's it's a lot easier of a place to be but I mean you you always can get distracted that's for sure like I get distracted all the time by the pretty things what's next what do I need to do
0: next (laughs) yeah I know I'm I'm all about the glittery things it's like oh yeah (laughs) yeah
1: what's over here and that's fine and that's fine you just have to kind of like know when to say like okay that's enough for that like i can i can get back into my neutral standpoint but that's how life is though isn't it it's always like ebbs yeah. and flows and we always have to like re reevaluate get back on the get back on the road and you know i think that's the same way whether it's between beauty and life and and all of those things
0: I love that and I and I love how real you are and how authentic you are and I just I just never change please because we need like (laughs) we need to literally clone you and put you like everywhere because honestly like there's just too much like for lack of a better term garbage out there that's just propagating this like unrealistic standard of beauty and I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't you know like strive to be the most beautiful you feel or you want to be but just be real with yourself you know don't hate on yourself because of whatever reason your mind is telling you because somebody put a concept in your head that's unrealistic you know so yeah, I, I said this I, yeah, yeah i agree, I yeah, agree. yeah no a hundred percent and i and i i love you know i love what you're doing and i love the education aspect of what you're doing because honestly for me as a consumer i can honestly tell you the next I feel like the next frontier for makeup for a long time and it has been long overdue is this customization aspect and this consultation aspect because let's be real like you know at the end of the day you know two brains is always better than one and to get a professional eye on what you're trying to accomplish and get their viewpoint is it that's way better investment of your money and your time than you just like walking around Sephora in circles, like I do, and just hoping to God that you <laughs> run into the right products. You know yeah, what I mean? So, it's gonna
1: fall in my hand. Please let it be this. Let it, yeah. yeah. And I'm I mean, I'm yeah. constantly trying things and like you know bringing forth the new products to kind of see if it works for this this zone of your face or or that. Like so, I'm always playing with stuff. So, cus you know, clients can follow and watch and see that. And then, for sure, if they want extra help with like what i deem are the hero products then i'm totally happy to help one-on-one with with women
0: i love that and you know for everyone listening um i just want to shout out if you guys are um interested in checking out amanda's content right now um it is at amanda lee hill so that's amanda l-e-e-h-i-l-l and it's all one word and you can find her on TikTok. And I'm going to be linking everything on Instagram, everything on all of the socials that we um, put our you know, art up. But I really urge you guys, you know, book a consultation, get the advice that is going to actually help you you know, and make you feel more confident about how you are approaching makeup. Because I promise you one less stressor in your day is going to improve your (laughs) life. Trust me. Like I, I watch patients every day go in and out of, you know, the hospitals just being so stressed. And it's like, especially as women, like I said, you know, this is our appearance and the way we present ourselves. It's a part of who we are and it's definitely becomes a stressor sometimes. So avoid that, go get a consultation, get the advice that you need and, and really approach this the right way is, is my, you know, two cents, but Amanda, thank oh, you so much. This, this has been such an honor to host you. And I love everything you're doing. I'm such a supporter of it. And I would love for you to come back on the show and like teach us more tricks and, you know, tell us more in, insight into what you've been, you know, finding to work for a lot of women. So always happy absolutely. to absolutely Yeah,
1: absolutely. I would, I would love to be more. I think that would be so much fun.
0: Awesome. Well, everyone listening, thank you so much. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, please give us a wonderful review and a wonderful rating. And I will be back next time. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Edka. Bye.